Welcome and thank you for joining us here for the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship of Boise, Idaho. Bread and water is what we need and what we have in Jesus Christ. He said, come to me and drink. He said, I am the bread of life. However we adorn our Christian faith, it rests in this most basic thing. Christ is all. Let's learn from him. Let's learn about him. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. Hebrews 11.30 says, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. That short sentence encapsulates the great story found in the first six chapters of Jericho. It's a story of victory that is to be claimed as the story of the church through the ages and the story that each follower of Jesus in any age can claim for themselves. The wall shutting us off from God's best in our lives and shutting us into our own weakness and failures can and should, as God has promised, fall down before us. And we should live in victory. And if we're not living that way, if you're not living that way, follow us now as we learn the steps into the victory of faith. I told you just a few weeks ago I was in Indonesia, Borneo. The man of Borneo was the wild man of Borneo. They were cannibals and they were known for their ruthlessness and everyone feared the men of Borneo and there was actually a major leader of a major revolt that took place in Borneo who led a, like a, a great exercise in annihilating and killing people and of devouring them and cannibalizing them. And this man was arrested by the government of Indonesia and he actually was sentenced to death and he was put to death. But before he died, this evil man said that he understood in his mind that there was coming to their people a white man that would come and tell them the way, the true way that they were supposed to live because they've been living in darkness. And shortly after that, missionaries began to arrive, going and going into these different villages. The people, these wild men of Borneo, began to almost, by God's power, fold and collapse in faith before the Savior and come to Him. Amazing account, but it's actually, if you study history, it's not unusual that God does this. It's Christ's promise to the church. The walls of Jericho will fall. And here's an application for you, by the way. I like to invest in things that I know are going to succeed. My problem is I don't know what's going to succeed, so I don't invest in them. I mean, I'd like to do it that way, right? A couple years back, actually, my neighbor's house that butts up against my house was for sale, and the price seemed to me to be kind of high, but I kept thinking, you know, honey, maybe if we found a way to refinance our home, we, we've got more than enough equity that we could purchase that home, and then we could use it as a rental, and we could sell it to somebody else, and it might help us to put something away for our retirement. You know, we talked about it, we thought about it, but it was an awfully big risk, and if I'd only known how much that house is worth now, if I'd only known the lack of available properties that you find in our valley right now and the rate of rental properties right now, I wouldn't have hesitated. I wouldn't have hesitated to mortgage my house again and pulled out its equity and put it in that home and I would have been in a great position. I would have been in a great position, but I didn't know, so I didn't do it. I don't really like to risk things that I don't know and I'm not sure are going to succeed. If I knew, I would have done it. You want to give yourself to the one thing that has been promised to prevail? 
Give yourself to the mission of the church. Give yourself to the proclamation of the gospel and the work of reaching and making disciples here and around the world. The Lord Jesus has promised that he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The church can appear at times and does appear weak and pathetic like the nation of Israel appeared, but Christ has given to us his promise and like Jericho, the walls that seem to be impeding our mission are declared that they will crumble before our mission. The gospel is still on the march. You want to invest your life in something that will last forever and something where you have a promised return? Invest yourself in the mission that God has given to the church. Do it. Here's the second thing. This is not only a victory that demonstrates the picture that Christ has promised to the church, but it is a picture of the victory that Christ has also promised, that God has promised to the individual, to the work and life of the individual Christian. God has purposed for us a life of victory. He's purposed for us a life of victory over temptation, a life of victory over the tactics of the devil who seeks to discourage us and accuse us and ruin us from our usefulness for God. He has promised us victory over sin and victory over the plaguing appetites that roil in our own sinful flesh. He's promised us victory over the forces of worldly or cosmic evil that bear down upon us and seem to wear us away morally and spiritually. And if you're a Christian, listen, God has promised you victory in all these areas. If you're a Christian who is growing and healthy, if you have the impulse and life of the Spirit within you, then what I've just said is what you want to hear. God has promised you victory. God's promised you victory over all the challenges and struggles you meet. Those times when you face issues and challenges and you fail and you know that you don't give a response that honors and glorifies God, God has promised you that He can give you the victory to respond in such a way that glorifies Him and honors Him. Those areas where you find yourself going back, in a sense, to the same old rut, God has promised to get you out of that rut and to give you victory. And that should be, that will be, if, you're, if you've got the impulse of life within you, spirit-filled life, the life of God dwelling within His people of faith, that's what you want to hear because you want that victory. You have grown to hate your sin. You have grown over time to hate more and more Satan's accusations and his obstructions in your life. You hate the priorities that seem to be set out in the world around you in a world that doesn't want God to be at the center of what they do and how they live. You hate it. If you don't, something's wrong. And you don't simply hate this as an opinion, you know, something that somehow you've picked up from somebody else and it's an uninformed opinion. You hate it from your own experience. You hate it because of your own encounters with these things, your own encounter with your struggle over sin, your own encounter with Satan's accusations, your own encounter and the refusal to want to go in the direction that the world is pressing you. It's not just an opinion in your mind. It's an experience that's given you and helped you gain an irritation and an antagonism against these things. You have been battling against these things a long time, and the truth is you're tired of them. And you want victory over them. You want to live with an upper hand against sin 
and selfishness and Satan and, well, you have it. God's promised it to you. God's promised you the upper hand in all these things. Take your Bibles and go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let me just read to you verses 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 5. Think of those great walls that you might come against. The Jerichos that seem to impede your progress into living for God and glorifying God and your surrender to Him and victory in Christ pressing in to impact all the various areas of your life. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war according to the flesh. That is, although we live in our bodies, these bodies that are plagued by sin, we do not war according to the flesh, according to the dictates of that body. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought in captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's victory. In other words, what is being promised here is that these walls fall before us. They fall before us and will fall before us. We have been promised victory. In 1 John chapter 4, John speaks of the false and evil spirits that are active in our world, spirits that promote false ideas, that deny the reality and seek to replace the reality of Christ's rule in our lives or seek to actually provide us with thoughts and ideas and concepts that would replace Christ in our life. They're the spirits of Antichrist. A replacement Christ for us. Having spoke about these evil spirits that come against us all around us in verse 4 of 1 John chapter 4, John says this to Christians though. You are of God, little children, and you've overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that's in the world. Another way of saying it is this. You were born into a battle, but you were born into a battle where victory is your birthright in Jesus Christ. And you should expect often to watch the walls that stand before you and confront us and tower over us and sometimes seem to overwhelm us. You should expect to see them crumble and thud at your feet. God's promised us this kind of victory. Our victory will not happen as a church or as individuals, though, through some great exertion of our own personal power through some attempt for us to try to experience it or bring it about by our own efforts. And it won't happen for the church because the church organizes and lays out some plan that puts into practice all of its corporate abilities to accomplish victory. You don't bring down Satan and sin and self and a whole society that is energized by these, by the arms of your flesh, or by the strategies of your own intellect and ability. For these things to fall, God has to be at work. God has to accomplish something. But God has promised this to us. Paul, who, it's interesting, if you read First and Second Corinthians, you'll see that Paul is confronting not only the resistance and challenges that are outside of the church, but all the problems that happen with inside the church. And they're complex, and they're profoundly discouraging if you look at them and read them. And yet in the face of these things that seem to get in the way of Paul's mission, Paul says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Thanks be to Christ, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Somehow, before all these walls, Paul is giving the shout of victory. We're victors. These walls fall before Jesus Christ. It's God's promise to the church. 
Historically, it's proven itself to be true. It's God's promise to you. It's God's promise to you individually. Do you want to get there? I mean, do you want to live that way? Who here doesn't want to, in a sense, be a winner? We want to be victorious. We want to live a life of victory and winning. And I'm not here trying to sell a popular book, right? I'm not trying to appeal to just fleshly appetites. But God has put that instinct within you. God's the one who's promised victory. God's given us an instinct to prevail. Be identified and walk with the one who is the Lion of Judah. We want it. We want victory. If you're a healthy Christian, you want it so bad at times you can taste it. You want it. And oftentimes you feel as though you're not getting it. Sometimes you look in your hand and you're trailing behind everybody else and everybody has weapons and you don't. How come I didn't get the weapons that guy has? Right? Just be silent. Keep walking around. God's promised you victory. So if God has promised you victory and you're not experiencing it, it's fair to ask why. And the answer is that before the victory of faith, there must come some very key steps of faith. Steps you might not be taking, but must. Join us in our next broadcast as we discuss what those steps would be. Until then, I'm glad you're listening in to the Bread of Life Radio. We value you and your support. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, give us a call at 208-331-4096. But for now, God bless you.